Bio is the world's largest biotech trade association, and its chairman, Paul Hastings, believes the industry needs to do much more about diversity, particularly when it comes to the LGBTQ community. Hastings says companies need to do much more than just publish a statement saying they have an inclusive culture. The CEO must take responsibility and every opportunity to talk about it. When their employees hear them say the words, then it becomes more conversational and less, you know, cultural, right? Hi, I'm Irene Silver with the Vanguard Network. Paul Hastings was a session leader at a recent Vanguard dialogue entitled OutBio, Why It Matters. OutBio is a relatively new and growing network for LGBTQ plus employees in the world of biotech. Former public TV journalist Ken Stone helped set the stage. But today's dialogue was entitled OutBio, Why It Matters. And we are gonna talk about that. But as I understand it, Paul really wants to broaden the conversation and talk about human rights overall and why leaders in the biotech, biopharma industries need to be part of that. I've been working uh, mostly with bio for the last number of years on a workforce uh, diversity development and inclusion committee, where we're actually pulling together CEOs of companies onto this committee to talk about diversity. And I was astonished you know, when we started this, that the focus was on women on boards. Um, and uh, of course, I love the topic of women on, women on boards, but we kind of made it our focus. We'll start with this and we'll see if we can, you know, expand out beyond this. And so we put together a registry of women on boards and helped um, develop future board members. And um, as we sort of, you know, rounded the corner on making that the utmost success, I kind of challenged the group and said, hey, you know, workforce diversity is more than just women on boards. It's, it's a much broader topic. And it's really um, about social justice. And it started with the Muslim ban, if you recall, a number of years ago, when a certain orange president became uh, president, then this whole Muslim ban came into effect. We were all outraged by the Muslim ban. And the reason we were outraged by the Muslim ban was because many of our employees had come to us and said, hey, we're fearful about traveling outside the country and not being able to come back in. And we did a poll, we did this poll of, of biotech companies and said, how many of your employees are not native born Americans? And it was something like 80% of startup companies had, um, or had 80% of their employee base was, was not native American, you know, or people who were born here in the United States. And so the Muslim ban was the beginning. Uh, we then took that social justice initiative, if you will, which is to speak out as leaders. And we expanded, of course, for, it was a natural for me as a LGBTQ or as a gay male that that um, LGBTQ issues were issues that I should stand up for. So that's really the crux of, of how we got started. And it, interestingly, Bio came to me because John Mariganori, who is the former CEO of El Nylum, the founding CEO of El Nylum, was on the phone with me one day and he was talking about um, hosting an Outbio meeting. And I said, oh, um, what is that? And I had met the folks at Out Leadership, which is a different organization than Outbio. 
uh, but out leadership is all about developing leaders, out leaders. Whereas out bio is about a network. It was about networking and started in Boston and had a chapter in London and was beginning to grow. Um, so when I heard that there was a chapter in Boston, I decided let's start a chapter here in San Francisco. Is it something about uh, biotech and biopharma and the sciences? Is it because it's for so long was run by a bunch of straight white guys? Is, is it is it tougher uh, to be uh, gay, lesbian, uh, part part of the the larger queer community if you're in one of these historically, you know, white male driven organizations, or is or is that past? People tend to stay a little bit quiet in a bigger company until they really get their hands around, you know, the environment and whether it's a friendly environment or not. Whereas in smaller companies, you know, sometimes it's easier to, you know, you're connecting with scientists, they're scientists, they think that way. In terms of big companies, what I find is that subtlety um, is a way to get things started, but a lot of times bluntness is the way to finish it off. Because sometimes the little subtle reminders um, of openness or inclusion um, don't get hurt. And um, so I, I think that one has to, I, I say this all the time, if you're a leader, you have to lead and you have to tell people um, very uh, deliberately, look, I'm an openly gay LGBTQ person. There are other people in this company that are, that probably aren't as open as I am. I'm not trying to out them, but what I would like to do is make them feel comfortable here. Like we want everybody to feel comfortable here. And I do that no matter what the diverse uh, population is, but you have to get people's attention um, and you have to be deliberate about it. I think that's what changes culture. And in some instances, in some organizations, there is, there, there's a statement that's made about LGBTQ, but that culture inside that company happens to be, I'm not gonna define the company, but it's called that company polite. <laughs> okay, some of you may know who that company is, but I won't mention it. But, but in that company, it's okay to be whoever you wanna be, just don't talk about it. We're okay with it. And you're, you're on the management team and you know, you can probably bring your husband to, to whatever company events are, but, you know, let's not make it a big issue because, you know, we have people in other places other than the major cities and they may not um, recognize or respect or um, want to have that kind of a cultural social justice environment. And so I, and I, and I tell people all the time, if you're not comfortable in that environment, get out of it. What are some of the markers for a company that is inclusive? And I'm talking not just about the LGBTQ community, but uh, people of color, um, uh, religiously inclusive. Um, for that's matter, we could talk about age discrimination, right? When, do, how long did it take for you after you walked through the door to realize, okay, this is a good place, this is not so good? Let me use global therapeutics as an example, um, because I think this is, so Ted Love, who is, a senior African-American male came out of retirement to run Global Blood. Global Blood is a company that develops products for sickle cell disease. Sickle cell disease is a disease primarily of the African-American community, um, which was underrepresented, underdeveloped, and frankly, um, uh, uh, discounted this disease and the people with the disease. And he started this company. When we started the Outbio chapter, 
uh, here in San Francisco. And here's what speaks to Global Blood's um, culture. Ted and I have had long had this conversation about in his company, because it's a company developing drugs for sickle cell disease and because he's the CEO, Global Blood is one of the one companies on the peninsula that has a very large population of African-Americans. And then I realized that Encarta has a large population of LGBTQ folks because I happen to be openly gay. So there was something in the DNA of the CEO that helps. But when we did the first Outbio event, the number one company that brought participants to Outbio, allies and LGBTQ, was Global Blood. And so I think, you know, where you see success in these companies, uh, Jazz Pharmaceuticals, Bruce Kozad, uh, his uh, COO happens to be recently outed him by himself, uh, gay male. And to this, to Bruce, he wants to be an ally. And so he's having the next event there. So I think it starts at the top, which is the reason that we reach out to the CEOs of these companies and say, we're going to do an outbio event. Do you want to sponsor it? Do you want to speak? When they speak, when, they, when their employees hear them say the words, then it becomes more conversational and less, you know, cultural, right? However you want to define culture. That's how I think it's very commonsensical to me. Gallup recently did a poll and showed that when it comes to uh, Generation Z, uh, a far higher percentage identify themselves uh, as part of the LGBTQ community than, than millennials or Xers or any of that. So I went to a CEO conference a year ago and some guy stood up and said, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I don't know how to manage Generation Zers. I don't know how to manage Millennials. And I looked at him and I said, well, then get the hell out. I guess you're full of Generation Zers or Millennials. If you don't, if you don't want to deal with them, you should get out because old dogs need to learn new tricks. And the, the, the trick about Generation Z is they don't care whether they're LGBTQ, straight. I mean, I mean they have pronouns and, and, and um, words for everything. And I think it's wonderful. That's what they want. And so we as leaders, if we want millennials and we want Gen Zers, guess what? We have to learn their language. So I would just say, you know, it's going to take time. It's going to take effort. There are times when I have to tone down. You know, I don't, I try not to get in people's face too much about it. I can, it's part of my personality, but I think it's, I think we just all have to be um, adult about it. And I think that, um, I, I think the younger generation is a very special generation, and I think they're going to shape a lot of how we run our companies in the future. And they don't think traditionally, they don't live traditionally, they don't drive cars. They're, there's a lot of, of nuance that we have to get used to, and I think that's helpful for people to have to learn. So I think it's a great learning experience for everybody. That was Bio Chairman Paul Hastings talking with journalist Ken Stone at a Vanguard Network dialogue on LGBTQ acceptance in the biotech sector. That event and podcasts like this are just some of the membership benefits of the Vanguard Network, which organizes events, publishes content, and connects C-suite leaders. Our mission is building high-performance leadership. If you'd like more information about us, please visit our website at thevanguardnetwork.com. I'm Irene Silver. Thanks for listening.